Hello again, this is World Pastor Tony Alamo. This is program number 772. If you'd like to have a copy of it, Sharon will tell you how. Let us know whether you want a CD or an audio tape. They're free, including the postage and handling. We really should be charging for them. I've had so many people say that you should charge for your your uh, literature and your tapes and CDs and all this because people will think that they're uh, more important, uh, that they're more uh, enlightening, that they're worth more. If you don't, if you just give them away, they're not going to treasure them or th- think of them as being valuable. Well, uh, I think that salvation is valuable. The Lord gave salvation to me free of charge, and so I just don't charge for it. If it gets to the point where we don't have enough money to be on the air, we don't have enough money to pay for all these things, so I'll just have to cut back on it. But I'm not going to sell the gospel. Okay, this is the way I am. And so um, I've got, uh, we're continuing on. I believe this will be the last of Revelation today. I don't know if we can get it all or not. It depends on how much the Lord has me expound. I've got songs and also a uh, letters. But right now, let's pray. The Lord God, that you will continue anointing uh, my uh, programs with your spirit. It is the spirit, not the letter that brings forth life, but it's the Holy Spirit. And I pray that your spirit will finally take hold on people that are so carnal that when they're being reproved and rebuked, they cry and they feel so sorry for their rotten selves. Lord, tell them uh, in the spirit to move themselves out of the way and become mortal, become dead to their own feelings, to their own selves, and that they will um, begin receiving the word with thanksgiving instead of feeling they're being persecuted when they're told being told how to write something or of course they don't write but uh, if they're reading something wrong they uh, want to run the show their way this program and I like to uh, run it by your spirit Uh, of course they don't think of anything like that Uh, but Lord um, I pray that uh, you'll heal the sick and afflicted there's so many sick people, so many afflicted, so many people that are needy, uh, that have a need, like in Africa, where they need water really bad out there, and uh, food in India and water. Uh, these are human beings that you made, uh, Lord, out of the dirt of the ground. You made the mold, the mother and the stamper, at the beginning of time, and uh, uh Fruit trees keep bringing forth fruit, the same kind all the time. Dogs keep having dogs. Cats keep having cats. Giraffes keep having giraffes. Humans keep having humans. And uh, everything is the same. Everything has seed in itself. And you put seed in everyone so that uh, you could uh, they could bring forth more and more and more. You like more. And uh, there's people that uh, want to be married to men, which they can't bring forth anything, and women with women. It's just not your plan at all. And they despise your plan. 
they'd rather do what Satan wants them to do. But Lord, I pray that in this last tape or the next to the last tape or uh, of uh, Revelation, that uh, it will, uh, by your spirit, give them encouragement to repent and begin doing things according to your plan and not theirs. People that feel sorry for them, Lord, let them feel sorry for themselves no more uh, so that they can enter heaven rather than hell with their feelings. Uh, And, Lord, um, people that are poverty-stricken everywhere, Lord, we have to remember in your word where you feed the little birds. Uh, So, you know, we should never be discouraged. We should just pray, take it to the Lord in prayer, not be discouraged, but pray for food. You're able to send a little bird or somebody to bring food, or if people would just ask missions, uh, there's plenty of food in missions everywhere. We have plenty of food. If people ask us, we uh, give to them. It's you telling us to do it, and so we do it. And so, there's a, um, Lord, we'd like to pray that you will give the, our needs. People that have devils, cast them out. Homosexual demons. Lesbian demons. People that can't seem, they're just so weak, they can't seem to get over uh, their diseases. And the demons that are in them, like sex demons, They just can't seem to get over that hurdle. But, uh, Lord, we have to be in you. And if you are in us and we're in you, well, uh, and we're strongly in you, there shouldn't be any problem. Uh, Because you are all the power. You have all the power in the universe. All power. All wisdom and power is given unto you, Jesus. And if you are in us, we have enough power. Our flesh is weak, but when when you're in us, we have the power over our flesh. Lord, we ask that you help everyone that needs the help that is yours or going to be yours. And Lord, do what you will with the others. What it is written of the others that you're going to do to them. Lord, you destroying works of the devil continue strongly. Bind the devil. Shut every door to him. Don't give him one opportunity for anything, Father God. Um, And open up great and mighty doors for us. For I ask it in Jesus' mighty name. And everyone says, Amen. Amen. All right. Now we're going to be talking today. Uh, about the city where the Lamb is the light. It uh, lies four square. It's like a... And the length is as large as the breadth. And the measured... Um, and when the, the city was measured, with the measuring read, 12,000 furlongs. The length and the breadth and the uh, height of it are equal. So it's 12,000 furlongs high. Now, do you know what a furlong is? 
Do you know how many uh, miles 12,000 furlongs are? That is uh, 1,500. There's never a city in this world that even comes close to this city. This city is 1,500 miles wide. New York is just like a little spot. Los Angeles is just a little dot compared to that. Can you imagine a city 1,500? We're talking about a city here. It's 1,500 miles long, which is halfway to New York from Los Angeles, and 1,500 miles wide, which is um, uh, like halfway or uh, less from Los Angeles to Florida. And that's big city. Amen? Amen. It may, you could throw Mexico City, all the major cities in the world, Hong Kong, uh, New York, Los Angeles, all the major cities in the world in there, and still there would be room. But there's going to be a lot of people in that city. It's like half of the United States of America. Hallelujah. Amen? Amen. Well, um, that's why uh, yeah, we, are, we, we are the ones that are building that city. Uh, we're working on the building. And here I am to sing, well, I'm a working on the building. It's got a firm foundation. Well, I'm working on the building. It's a true foundation. Well, I'm a holding up the bloodstain. Battle for my love. Well, I never get tired, tired, tired of working on the building. Well, I'm a holding up to heaven, oh yeah, to get my reward. My reward, well, I'm a working on the building. It's a true foundation. Well, I'm a holding up the bloodstain. Battle for my love. Well, I never get tired, tired, tired of working on the building. Well, I'm a holding up to heaven, oh yeah, to get my reward. My reward. Well, I'm a working on a building. It's a true foundation. Well, I'm a holding up the bloodstain. Stand for my love. Well, I never get tired, tired, tired of working on a building. Well, I'm a holding up the heaven, oh yeah, to get my reward. My reward. Well, I'm a working on the building. It's a true foundation. Well, I'm a holding up the bloodstain. Stand for my love. Well, I never get tired, tired, tired of working on a building. Yeah, to get my reward. <laughs> and what a reward it is to be able to live in paradise, the most gorgeous, the biggest, the most powerful city in the world. It never is going to be corrupted. It's made out of gold, solid gold. The foundations are 12 precious stones, different precious stones. And uh, it's just uh, worth uh, working for, it's worth living for, and it's worth dying for. And uh, the Lord gives us the instructions how we can inherit it. And some people feel sorry for themselves, and they are so nauseating to me. 
I just can't uh, take people that feel sorry for themselves rather than the people that are in China that are being slaughtered for the gospel and people that don't have enough food to eat and people that are drinking infested waters and people that are lost and nobody will bring the message to them and uh, they don't and these kind of people that feel sorry for them they won't lift a finger they don't care if you instruct them that this I want out of a letter is that, that I want out of a letter this is no good and they start weeping like they're being persecuted those are the most rotten scummy people in the world they're just feeling sorry for themselves they're so self-centered and selfish and think they're wise and their stupid, guttural stupidity. Well, anyway, uh, you know, I have to show my sentiment towards Satan all the time. So anyway, we're in verse 16, and this is chapter what? 21. Chapter 21, and the city lieth four square. The, the, you know, people that don't want to hear about the city where you're going to be living for for eternity, well, you won't be living there then. If this is boring to you, well, then there's something desperately spiritually wrong with you because you haven't got an ounce of sense in your head. I want to know about this town, this city, major city. It's like all the major cities in the world, only it's not like them at all. These are gold. People murder for gold. People are murdered for gold. Uh, people uh, live to mine gold all their lives. And in heaven, it's a put-down. The streets are made out of gold. That's no big deal there. There's so much gold there that it's uh, not a big deal. And the city lies four squares, 15, uh, four squares, square. And this, uh, the length of it is as large as the breadth. So it's as long as it is wide, in other words. And um, he measured the city with the reed. It's a measuring reed. We read the Bible and see it. 12,000 furlongs, 1,500 miles the length. And uh, 1,500 miles the breadth. And the height of it are equal, 1,500 miles high. But so high you can't get over it. So low you can't get under it. So wide you can't get around it. You gotta come in at the door. And the door is Jesus. Amen? Amen. Verse 17. And he measured the wall thereof a hundred and forty and four cubits. Well, a cubit is from your fist or average man's fist to his elbow. That's according to the measure of a man. From his fist to his elbow, uh, they have approximately 18 inches, uh, is, uh, uh, that, uh, is of the angel. Measure of a man that is of the angel. Verse 18. And the building of the wall of it was of jasper and the city was pure gold. Wow, pure gold. What is uh, pure gold? Isn't that 24 carat? 
Sharon? Yes. 24 karat, like unto clear glass. When it gets pure like that, it's even more than 24 karat because it gets to be like pure glass. It turns like, you know, I've seen it before where it's red. At the Bell Mead Mansion in Nashville, Tennessee, they have a pure gold window up above the door. It's like a transit and it's red. <laughs> well, of course, this is like going to be gold though. Gold like unto clear glass. And it's amazing that it does look like clear glass. Verse 19, Sharon began reading. And the foundations of the wall of the city were garnished with all manner of precious stones. The first foundation was jasper, the second sapphire, the third a chalcedony, the fourth an emerald, the fifth sardonyx, the sixth sardius, the seventh chrysolite, the eighth beryl, the ninth a topaz, the tenth a chrysophrysis, the eleventh a jacinth, the twelfth an amethyst. Verse 21. And the twelve gates were twelve pearls. Every several gate was of one pearl. And the street of the city was pure gold. Pure As gold. We walk on uh, gold up there. It's like curbs and gutters. It's made out of gold. And here people are living for it and dying for it. And the economy's bad. And there's nothing for people to have. They don't have no stinking gold. They don't have no coin, no folding money. But if you remember in his word, where he feeds the little birds. He even feeds the little birds, so don't you think he says you're worth more than little birds to the Lord? Especially if you're, <laughs> you know, if you're serving God, you're far more than just little birds. So you have to take your burdens to the Lord in prayer. Now, uh, people are gung-ho to read here, but I want to expound. Uh, if you take your burdens to the Lord, you know, um, he'll answer you. But if you don't ask, and you say, well, we don't want to hear this. We've heard this before, and uh, we never paid any attention to it. We've never asked, and that's why we're broke. <laughs> and people are getting broker and broker by every day. Amen? Amen. Okay, so we, um, when we need money, when we need healing, we have to ask so that we can receive. If you dummy up on the Lord, you don't ask. You just think you're so precious that he's got to do something for you when he says he won't do it. Well, then you don't have faith because the Lord said you have to ask if you want something from him. You have to come up uh, to the door. Christ is the door and knock on the door of the kingdom of heaven, which is Christ. And ask if you want healing, if you've got a bad understanding, if you don't have any wisdom, knowledge, or understanding, well, you can ask for it, and the Lord says that he'll pour it out on you without measure. 
but you don't ask and you think you're so precious. Don't we all think we're so cute and so precious? You know how you flirt in the mirror with yourselves, don't you? And then God just loves you as much as you love yourself. Actually, folks, he loves you more, but you show that you don't love the Lord when you don't want anything from him. Well, we do want something. No, you don't. Not if you don't ask. You have to go according to his rules and his regulations. Well, that just bothers a lot of people because they just figure they're so hot stuff that they don't need to do what the Lord says. And that's why they're insane. People are insane. Did you know that? I just can't understand. You know, when I'm on the freeways here in Los Angeles, I don't drive because my eyes are so bad. You should thank God that I don't drive. Because, you know, I'd drive you right off the road and probably be a wind-up in the ditch myself. I'm legally blind, and if I'm the blind, <laughs> leave the blind, they're going to fall in the ditch, amen? Amen. But I'm uh, spiritually not blind. I've got 20-20 vision spiritually, and I know uh, you want to get uh, make me get busy and say these things fast, but I want it to sink in your brain like the hairs in a drain, because this is just the rule of thumb all the time. It never changes. Uh, that's like the way people are. They say, well, I want a drink of water. And they go over to the lamp and turn the lamp on. And they expect to get water. No, the rule is you have to go over to the drinking fountain. Or you have to go to the sink. Or you have to go to your refrigerator and get yourself. A, you have to go where the water is. And where the things are that people want are where the Lord is. And you're not going to get them any other way, folks. You really have to um, get up to the throne of the Lord and really lay in there and ask him for whatever it is that you want. And then if you ask, everyone that asks, the Bible says, will receive. Now, the reason so many people are uh, hungry and broke and uh, are at wit's end because the economy, the economy, those people that really know the Lord, they don't worry about the stinking economy. That's for uh, half-wits like President Bush and all these uh, scholars that study about money uh, for them to worry about. I don't worry about it. And why, if God doesn't send money in, I just go off the air. It's no big deal. And I just happen to believe that he does feed the little birds. And since I've been saved, I've never gone hungry, except the times when the Lord put me on a long fast. And uh, I really learned lessons when he did that. So, um, but I know one thing. If uh, you get up to the Lord in prayer, and what could be easier than talking to your Creator? And yet, people don't want to hear about that. We don't yeah, get on with Revelation. We want to know more information. We're hungry for information. We don't want to do what the Bible says, but we just want to know what it says. 
Don't you think I know you? I know the spirit of the Lord. And um, the spirit of the Lord is a very sweet, sweet spirit if you're saved. It comes down into the room where you're at. Uh, sweet spirit comes into the place. And it happens only with the saved, the born again, people that appreciate the Lord. People that just want to learn what he has to say or what's in there. They don't really get any depth out of him whatsoever, and they never pray. Oh, they're too busy learning things. But my God, you ought to learn to go to the refrigerator where the water is. Yeah, you must learn where to go get your food. You must learn where to get your rent money or your money to uh, buy your cosmetics or your clothing or to pay your rent or to pay your house payments. Why are so many people going down the tubes? People, all these economists say, well, it's because, you know, they went and took out loans and the banks said that uh, they knew they wouldn't be able to pay their payments because they didn't even have a job and so on and so on. They go on. No, it's because they don't pray to the Lord and they're attempting to live above their means. All right. Now, the Lord starts giving you money and uh, he gives you the means and he sets the standard for you. And if you continue on serving him, he'll give you money. Well, what about all these jokers that uh, don't serve the Lord? They don't love the Lord. They're coming against the Lord. They have money. The Lord loves a certain amount of people to have money. Because he knows they're not of the Lord and he knows they're going to hell. And he just lets them have that while they're here on earth. And some people, you see them combing their hair while I'm bringing a message. Uh, that's so important. Their hairs. Well, uh, so, uh, and the 12 gates, I want to know where I'm going. And the 12 gates were... Twelve pearls, every several gate of um, one pearl. Just one. You don't have to worry about there being two because it won't happen that way. God's word is solid. And the street of the city was pure gold, as it were, transparent glass. And I saw no temple therein. For the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are the temple of it. Because we live in them. We are housed in God. We are branches in the olive tree. We are branches in the vine. Jesus said, my father is the farmer. I am the vine and you are the branches. You're in me. If you dry up on me and stop bringing forth souls, if you dry up on me and stop praying, then you're going to die. Just like if you break a branch off of a tree, it's not, it's going to shrivel up and die. Verse 23. And the city had no need of the sun, neither of the moon to shine in it. For the glory of God did lighten it 
and the Lamb is the light thereof. Well, I'm going to the city where the Lamb is the light. Oh, yes. In the city where there cometh no night, I got a mansion over there that's free from toil or care. Yeah, I'm going where the uh, Lamb is the light. Okay, verse 24. And the nations of them which are saved shall walk in the light of it. And the kings of the earth do bring their glory and honor into it. Well, Bush and Clinton and all of them said, well, we were kings of the earth. No, there's a nation of kings and priests. These are the kings that the Lord is talking about. He made the born-again Christians kings and priests. Those are the only kings that are going to be in the kingdom of heaven. Of course, Jesus is the king of all these born-again Christian kings. And the kings of the earth do bring their glory and honor into it. So all the works that we did, because we ruled on earth as kings, and we have a certain glory about us. And when we go into the kingdom of heaven, we bring that glory. The works that we did, there'll be motion pictures up there that we'll see of all of our works. And it's going to be so interesting because you're going to know that the people that are on the screen are real. Now, you hear so many phony testimonies and so many people saying, I'm Christian. They won't be there. It'll be the kings and the priests of the Lord that will be there. And there, when you're talking to them, you know you're talking to a real a person, a real person. And they have glory and honor. These kings uh, that were on earth, that did a good work for the Lord on earth, do bring their glory and honor into it. Verse 25, And the gates of it shall not be shut at all by day, for there shall be no night there. So that means the gates are going to be open all the time. Amen? Amen. All right. Verse 26. And they shall bring the glory and honor of the nations into it. Well, what is the glory and honor of the nations? Do you think that aborting babies is glory? No. And honor? No. no. Do you think that uh, homosexuals are glorious and honorable? No. Um, did I say lesbians? No. <laughs> lesbians? No. Uh, adulterers and fornicators? No. And people that try to lead people into temptation? No. Is that glory and honor? No. no. Okay, people that uh, pick their noses? <laughs> do you think that that's glory and honor? Oh, gosh. Why do I have to say stupid things like that? Okay, now verse 27. And there shall in no wise enter into it anything that defileth. Well, people that make laws that defile, they can't come in there. Neither whatsoever worketh abominations. You can't come in. Or maketh a lie. You're a liar. Well, can I come in? Well, I just, uh, I just lost my mind. I, I didn't, yeah, I didn't realize I was lying. Well, if somebody told you about a thousand times that you were a liar, 
Why didn't you get the point? Why didn't you repent? Well, because Satan had too much of a hold on me. Those are the ones that pick their noses. Mm. Well, of course, you have to pick your nose. Just don't let anybody see you. Okay, but they which are written in the Lamb's Book of Life, only those that really did what the Lord said are going to be there. No phonies, no simpaticos. Only those that loved not their life. Only those that were not such um, self-centered. Not those that weep because your little pee-picking feelings are hurt. We don't love our lives. We'll go to the cross. We'll go to the firing squad. We're not going to be weeping. We're like the three Hebrew children. The wind and the fire don't think that we're going to cry for ourselves or feel sorry for us or plead for our life. Throw us in there because we're not going to worship the golden eye. We're not going to wash up anything of gold or silver or stone, precious stones here on this side of eternity because we know that we've got a city that's loaded with that stuff. We I feel sorry for ourselves. But they which are written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Now we're in chapter 22. And um, he showed me a pure river of water. This is symbolic of the Holy Spirit. The, the, this is the pure river of water of life. Clear, the Spirit is clear as crystal. Proceeding out of the throne of God and of the Lamb. The Lord Jesus, verse 2. In the midst of the street of it, and on either side of the river, was there uh, the tree of life. The tree of life is symbolic of Jesus. But there is a tree there that you can eat from, which bear twelve manner of uh, fruits, and yield her fruit, yielded her fruit every month. And the leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. All the different people from different nations, they're, they're never going to be uh, sick. Uh, and verse 3, and there shall be no more curse. Not in heaven, but the throne of God and of the Lamb shall be in it, and his servants shall serve him. Verse 4. Because he's worthy. You're not worthy. Humans are not worthy. You've just made, been made to believe that by the image of the beast that keeps coming to you from TV and other propaganda of Satan. Verse 4. And they shall see his face, and his name shall be in their foreheads. Praise the Lord. Verse 5. And there shall be no night there, and they need no candle, neither light of the sun, for the Lord God giveth them light. And they shall reign forever and ever. That means never ends. Verse 6. And he said unto me, These sayings are faithful and true. 
And the Lord God of the holy prophets sent his angel to show unto his servants the things which must shortly be done. Now here's Jesus talking. Behold, verse 7, I come quickly. Blessed is he that keepeth the sayings of the prophecy of this book. You better keep them if you want to be blessed or blessed. Yeah, verse 8, both ways, blessed or blessed. Same thing, verse 8. And I, John, saw these things and heard them. And when I had heard and seen, I fell down to worship before the feet of the angel which showed me these things. Verse 9, then saith the angel unto me, See thou do it not, for I am thy fellow servant and of thy brethren, the prophets. In other words, uh, he was a human at one time. And of them which keep the sayings of this book, worship God and God only. Verse 10, and he saith unto me, Seal not the sayings of the prophecy of this book, for the time is at hand. Well, you can understand this book. This is the time that you better get your soul ready. Verse 11, he that is unjust, let him be unjust still. This is the end of salvation. You won't be able to be saved anymore on this day. If you're unjust, you're going to stay unjust still. And he which is filthy, let him be filthy still. See if the Lord cares. That's you're the one that's going to have to pay for it, you filthy scumbag. And he that is righteous, let him be righteous still. And he that is holy, let him be holy still. Verse 12, this is Jesus talking. And behold, I come quickly, and my reward is with me to give every man according to his work. Well, what do you mean? We have to work? All these false prophets say, you don't have to do work. Jesus did it all. They're liars. Jesus did it all, and he's living in you, and he wants to do it all in you, too. Uh, to give every man according as his work shall be. If your work is filth, you're going to get <laughs> cursed. Verse 13, I, Jesus talking, am Alpha and Omega, the A to Z, the beginning of everything and the end of everything. I am the first and the last. Blessed are they that do his uh, commandment, that they may have right to the tree of life, to Jesus always, and may enter in through the gates into the city. For everything that's without, that's outside of the city, are dogs and sorcerers and whoremongers and murderers like you abortion, you people that commit abortion, and idolaters, and whosoever loveth and maketh a lie. Liars! <laughs> They're outside. God, I, I don't want to be around any of them, and I thank God for this. Verse 16, I, Jesus, have sent mine angel to testify unto you these things in the 
churches. I am the root and the offspring of David and the bright and morning star. Well, where it says in the Bible that uh, he is the son of David, and he says that his uh, throne will go on forever, that doesn't mean that every one of David's sons that are um, that sinned are going to make it. It just means that Jesus is going to be the head of everything, is the king that uh, went through the lineage of David, and that he's going to reign forever and ever, for a thousand generations, and in heaven forever and ever. Verse 17, And the Spirit, Holy Spirit, and the Bride, which is us, tell everybody, come on, get saved. Come on, get ready, there's a train a-coming. And let him that heareth say, come on, I'm hearing, and you come on, everybody, now. And let him that is a thirst, you're hungering and thirsting for the word of God, come on. And whosoever will, we're not going to force you. Whoever will, whosoever will, let him come. Take the water of life, the Holy Spirit, freely. It's there for you to drink if you want it. If you want to feel sorry for yourself, you filthy scum, it's impossible for you to drink because your mind is on yourself. Those of us that are of the Lord, we don't care if we die. I don't love this life in this world. I love what I'm doing for the Lord, and that's it. Verse 18, For I testify unto every man that heareth the words of the prophecy of this book. If any man shall add unto uh, these things, God shall add unto him the plagues that are written in this book. Well, what are these plagues? Grievous sores, uh, stings by these uh, locusts that come out of hell, uh, eternity in hell, in the lake of fire, a worse uh, in plagues of hail, a hundred pounds each, tornadoes, twisters, uh, tsunamis, earthquakes, verse 19, and, if, and many more, all kinds of wretched diseases. And if any man shall take away from the words of the book of this prophecy, God shall take away his part out of the book of life. Well, wait a minute. All the false prophets are saying that once saved, always saved. But God shall take away his part out of the book of life and out of the holy city and from the things which are written in this book. Verse 20, He which testifieth these things uh, saith, and that's Jesus, he says, Surely I come quickly. Amen. Even so, the Apostle John says, Lord Jesus, even so come. Verse 21, and the grace or the power of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen. And that's the completion of the book of Revelation. You see how easy that was? Amen. Amen. And so people say, people are afraid to attack it because they know that they don't know the Bible well enough to 
they're afraid they'll take away something uh, from them that they'll be taken out of the Lamb's Book of Life because they're not sure of themselves. You have to be sure of yourself. Because if you're in the Spirit, you have to be sure that the Holy Spirit's in you. And I am sure of that. I'm not taking away or adding to it at all. What you heard me say is the truth. Well, okay, now we have... I'm so happy that that got over. Now I can die. <laughs> I, you know, I got the book of Revelation the right way for all you people to hear and uh, read. And you know what it says now. No dodging the bullets anymore. All right, so we have some letters. Where is the first one from? Uh, from Buster in, Fort, in Texarkana. Arkansas. Um, yes, go ahead. Let's read. Buster had this really uh, vivid dream. It was a dream vision. Uh, read it real quickly here. Last night, Tony, I had a dream that is so real, real enough to start writing this report of it immediately after I woke up. I'm praying now for God to write these words through my hand and let this report truly reflect the severe intensity and reality of this dream. God's telling me to let it be known that before I actually went to sleep, as always, I said a prayer to God for that wall of fire of protection that only God can give is built up and around me during my sleep, protecting me from Satan and his imps coming into my mind during my sleep. I pray this prayer every time before I sleep and have since 2003. The dream was of an overpass on what was obviously a major highway system in a big city. I could see ahead of me holes in the asphalt, but not immediately the severity of it all because I was on an incline of that part of the overpass. I dodged several holes by swerving around them in my car. The dream was so vivid that I also recognized the dash in the car I was driving, and it was the Lincoln I drive daily. As I got closer to the top of this overpass, a car in front of me had kids looking out the back glass of their car, and I could see that they were screaming without actually hearing the screams. Their faces had such terror on them that I hit the brakes on my car purely out of reaction to the visual effect of seeing those kids. After hitting the brakes, my car skidded into a hole where the front of my car went down into it. I crawled into the back seat and went out of a back door, thinking of how glad I was just to get out. After I was out of my car, I walked slowly ahead in anticipation of what was happening with those kids in that car that was ahead of me. As I was walking further, I reached the summit of the incline on that overpass and was only then given the vision of the expanse of destruction of what was going on. I first saw a huge section gone out of that overpass and looked down at the edge of it to see the car those kids were in at the bottom of what was then shown to me a three-tier overpass system that all were crumbled from looking over this expansed vision of destruction. There were many cars either at the bottom of this scene or hanging off of the edge of remaining bits of this highway. Fires were here and there. People were screaming from all over. From this vantage point I was on at the summit of the top overpass, I could see a major city in ruin for as far as the eye could see. Even an airport where planes landing on runways had hit, taxiing airplanes and burst into flames. Every sight seen was so vivid as if I were alive on the scene rather than it being a dream. 
and the understanding of bits and pieces of what was happening in situations I was viewing was again so vividly real. Here's where the dream gets really unusual. I stopped at this point in the dream and thought, I left my cell phone, my credit cards, and cash in my car. Throughout all this I was seeing, I actually went back, crawled in the back seat of my car, and crawled over to the front seat and retrieved my cell phone and credit cards and cash, as if having these would normalize all this chaos that was going on. As I walked away, I tried calling you and a few others, but it was useless. The cell phone would not get a signal. I could go on with different scenes and sounds, but they all lead to the overall picture of a major catastrophe and the effects of it. The dream was so real that in parts I could see guts of animals in a stock trailer wrecked into other trucks hanging from them from an opening in the side of the stock trailer they were in. God has let me know this, that what I was given in this dream was a small glimpse of his wrath now pouring out upon earth that no cell phone, credit card, or any amount of cash is going to fix or normalize any of it, that for those lost in the effects of his wrath that are full of sin are spending eternity in hell, burning eternally. For those remaining that don't turn to him, they too will end up the same way. God placed in my mind to tell others that think they know him that they are so lost if they aren't following a part of the scripture he gave me in this dream, to be a doer of his word, not just a hearer. One last thing God has put on my heart and mind was that in this dream that shows, again, the detailed vividness of it. In looking at the car tags of the vehicles in this dream, they all were of the state of California. Praise the Lord, Buster. Okay, now let's read uh, the letter from HB, the email from him. Good evening, Pastor Tony. It's going to be quite exciting and uplifting for those who hear your songs. I think that your powerful messages and vocal renditions may be the last warning for those who are still fighting to submit to the Savior and a welcome reminder and assurance for those who are saved. I will make a rough vocal CD for you tomorrow. It will be ready at 6 o'clock, so you may want to have someone pick it up. We are booked on Sunday, 27th, at 11 a.m. to record five more tracks. The medley will be one. Please have the sisters send me the next four of your favorites so I can get them ready. I've talked to the manager of the symphony orchestra about an orchestra date. He will get back to me in a few days. We will try and get two consecutive days with the orchestra. The choir is chomping at the bit to get back in the studio and do some more of your sessions. They really feel that they are adding something to your worldwide ministry. Every Tuesday when we do praise reports, there is mention of how your music has uplifted someone's relative or family member. If possible, I would like to provide each member with a CD of the first songs. Thank you again for making this all possible. I really am enjoying being a part of this venture. Hopefully with a lot of work, faith, and the goodness and mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ, we'll be doing sessions with, quote, the big symphony orchestra, unquote, for eternity. Praise the living God, H.B. Right. In the kingdom of heaven, we're going to have a three million angels back us up and the big symphony orchestra in heaven. Hallelujah. A lot of people, uh, most of the people on earth will, will not be there to hear it. Oh, so, so sad. So sad. All right. Well, um, it's time to, uh, get united with the kingdom of heaven. Jesus and uh, his people are actually the new Jerusalem. Um, we are the bride of Christ. 
we are one with him. And we're the fullness of God, the Bible says, the fullness. Because he fills us up and we fill him up in heaven. All right, so if you want to be part of uh, the uh, golden city, the city where the lamb is the light, if you want to live forever in and be happy and never get sick or die again and be with any of your loved ones that have gone on before you and especially with Jesus, the living God, uh, and uh, never, ever be worried with bills or uh, any uh, plagues or any government agency coming on your door or your children being stolen from you or anything being stolen from you your houses, all the things that you have worked so hard for. Say this prayer and know and have faith and be confident that these things, that you will be in heaven. And uh, just keep praising the Lord and thanking him. Say this prayer to him. Say, my Lord and my God, have mercy upon my soul, a sinner. I believe that Jesus Christ is the son of the living God. And I believe that he died on the cross and shed his precious blood for the forgiveness of all my former filthy sins. And I believe that you, Father God, raised Jesus from the dead by the power of the Holy Spirit. I open the door of my heart, and I invite you into my heart, Lord Jesus, Holy Father, Holy Spirit. Wash all my former filthy sins, Jesus, away by the blood that you shed on the cross at Calvary. You will not turn me away, Lord Jesus. You will save my soul. I know because your word and you are the word of God says that all who call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Therefore, I know that you have heard me and I know that you have answered me and I know that I'm saved. And I thank you, Lord Jesus, for saving my eternal everlasting soul. Now, just raise your hands and praise the Lord and share and tell everybody how to receive a copy of this program number 772 please let us know whether you want a cd or an audio tape they're free go to alamoministries.com or write to tony alamo christian ministries p.o box 6467 texarkana texas 75505 or call area code 479-782-7370 that's 479-782-7370 or fax to area code 479-782-7406. Okay, the word of God says that we're not to feel sorry for ourselves, but we're to endure hardness like a good soldier. We're supposed to go onward, onward marching like uh, Christian soldiers. And here I am to sing it for you, onward Christian soldiers. National attention has been focused on banner headlines proclaiming Christians are being kidnapped, tortured, committed to mental institutions, accused of brainwashing and mind control. Arise, Christian America. The King is coming. Hold fast. The day of the Lord is here. Onward, Christian soldiers, marching as to war. With the cross of Jesus going on before Christ the royal master leads 
leads against the foe forward into battle see his banners go onward Christian soul